This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Jets and Giants, you know, even though the Jets were off, they had a fantastic weekend. And the Giants won two games this weekend, even though they played just one. And that's what we'll start with the NFL. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. I feel like a little rusty. Actually, I was just getting, is Marco in there? I was just getting a text from my mother. Check this out, Marco. This is why I got distracted to start the show. Hi, Sal. Your phone just called me talking to your friend about flat tires and potholes, I guess. Which was what Marco was saying, how he had an issue with his tire. I don't know what the hell happened. How's my, how's my, I mean, that's scary. Think about who I could have called in that manner. What is going on here? Anyway, yeah, right. Anybody could have, I mean, geez. Good thing, good, thing we were, good thing that's what we're talking about. Anyway, the Jets and Giants with tremendous weekends. And now stuff really becomes real. When you start to look at what's gone on now, in the AFC East with the Bills losing again. And I know Miami won. And I do think Miami, and I've been saying this for a while. You know, last week I was saying Tua should be in the uh, in the MVP conversation. And now you look at the odds with Tua. And they've you know dropped significantly. He's going to be one of the favorites to be the MVP. May not win it, but he's going to be one of the favorites to win the MVP. But you have Miami at 7-3. and three, And then the Jets and Bills right there, which sets up. An incredible weekend where we already knew this was going to be a huge matchup with the Jets and Patriots. But now it gets real. It's not just about the Jets beating the Patriots who they could never beat. Now it is about, hey, the Jets could actually win this division. The biggest part is not even just the records right now. It's the divisional record. Buffalo 0-2. The Jets have wins over Buffalo and over Miami already. That puts them in the driver's seat here. Obviously, with the win this weekend and Miami is off, the Jets are going to be in first place regardless. Think about that. It's not only playing the Patriots in New England to beat the, you know, slay the dragon, finally beat New England once and for all. They haven't done it in, you know, eight tries or whatever it's been, or eight years, whatever it's been with the, with the Patriots. They need to beat them, but if they do, they will be in first place. And I do think the two go hand-in-hand, meaning for people to take the Jets seriously, they have to beat the Patriots. And 
if they do that, they should be taken seriously because they will be a first-place team after 11 weeks. And, of course, you know, we're talking about the Jets off of a bye week, but looking ahead to what's going to take place on Sunday, which is a, a, a monumental game. I mean, that is a huge game. And then we look at the Giants and what they did, and, you know, it was ugly. But a win is a win. And the Giants beat up, or not beat up, but they beat the Texans and escaped with the victory, but did what they had to do and get themselves to a nice 7-2 and record. Dallas loses to Green Bay in overtime, so they fall now to 6-3. and And the Eagles go down on Monday Night Football to the Commanders. All of a sudden, the unbeatable Eagles are beatable, and they got touched up by Washington at home, no less, which, in theory, puts the division in play for the Giants. Still have yet to play the Eagles. Now, the one thing that's against the Giants is they are winless in the division. Just that one Monday night game, week three, against Dallas at home, even with the backup quarterback, they weren't able to beat Dallas. But it sets up a game that we've been looking forward to for many weeks, the game on Thanksgiving, assuming the Giants, and it's a big assumption because we know the NFL, it's hard to win games in the NFL. And the Giants were fortunate to be able to get the win against Houston. Now, Houston stinks, we get it, but the Giants still did enough to win that game, whether it's Slayton with a big play, whether it's the defense, whether it's Saquon Barkley, whatever it may be. Daniel Jones being the game manager that he is, you know, the Giants figure out a way to get that victory. But now, if they can take care of business against Detroit, and it's not going to be easy, you know, Detroit, and I'm shocked that the Bears lost that game. I thought for sure that was my bet of the week last week going into that Lions-Bears game. I figured the Bears have been so good with Justin, or Justin Fields has been so good, but the Bears have been coming up empty. That would be the spot where they'd get the win. Well, no, they lost again. Justin Fields has been great, but somehow the Bears cannot win. Remarkable. So three straight losses for them. Anyway, Detroit can be dangerous. They have some playmakers. They can be a a tricky team. Giants, again, have to take care of business. And assuming that they do, and they're going to be favorites in that game, whatever it is, a field goal favorite or whatever, they will have themselves a huge matchup on Thanksgiving the same way that the Jets have their huge matchup this weekend against New England. Think about this for a second. This is the time to enjoy as a New York football fan. These two teams who have given us nothing for years, year after year after year after year, have given us absolutely nothing. And in a year where there were mild expectations at best, I know the Jets had higher expectations, but even so, their win total was what, five and a half, something like that? Maybe technically with the win total of the Giants, I know the Giants had a higher win total expectation, but again, the schedule, the conference, all of that plays, you know, the division, all of that plays a part in that. But point is, nobody expected either of these teams to seriously contend. I know at least I didn't for the Giants to be not even a playoff contending team. We figured, here we go, year one again, they have no talent, going to rebuild, see what Daniel Jones is once and for all with a new coaching staff. See how Barkley looks coming back. But basically, it's a shed salary cap or or get out of the salary cap disaster that they're in and wait till next year. Have another year of Joe Shane in the draft and all that stuff. So in a year with zero expectation, you have the Giants. A, I mean, at this point, they have to make they better make the playoffs. It would be a catastrophe 
If the Giants didn't find themselves in the playoffs, they basically got to win three more games. Maybe two more wins would even get it done in the NFC. But three more wins should clinch that thing. And their schedule is not difficult. I mean, they do have a bunch of division games, but still. So the Giants at 7-2, and two, sitting pretty, regardless of the talent that they have, regardless of what the expectation was coming in, things change. And look, I still look at them, truth be told, I still look at them as potentially still the least talented team in the division. However, I also believe they're the best coach team in the division. I mean, Washington is not bad. I just don't love Ron Rivera. And, you know, they're doing it with Tyler Heineke, who's better than Carson Wentz. It makes you wonder why the hell they started Carson Wentz in the first place. Anyway, Washington's not awful. I, I believe Dallas is very good, and they missed a golden opportunity to pick up a game on Philly with their bad loss to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers this weekend. But I still don't believe the Giants are that good legitimately. I mean, we need to see a lot more, whether it's in the passing game, whether it's just you know squashing an opponent when they need to. But they're very well coached, and they're going to be a playoff team and potentially a division-winning team. And you look at the Jets where people thought, Coming into the season, at least I know I thought, hey, if everything breaks right for this team, Zach Wilson develops into a potential star. Oh, they hit on all their draft picks. Their defense comes together. Brees Hall turns into the running back that they expected. If all that happens, maybe, maybe the Jets could be a playoff team. Well, not all of that has happened. Obviously, you know about the injuries, whether it's Vera Tucker or Brees Hall. Zach Wilson was out, you know, to start the year, of course, and then he comes back and he hasn't looked like a, you know, a potential stud, even though I still believe in him. He hasn't looked like a potential stud just yet, but some of it did happen. The draft picks look great. The defense has looked great and it's improving week to week. And you now look at the landscape of the division where how it changes in just two weeks, even really one week, but go back prior to the Jets and Bills game a couple of weeks ago, and everybody around here was ripping the Jets, disappointed in the Jets for their loss to New England, and not really thinking the Jets could win that game against Buffalo because everybody puts Buffalo on the pedestal, the pedestal that, oh, they can't, there's no way the Bills are going to lose, they're too good, Buffalo's dominant. Jets can't compete. How are the Bills ever going to lose a game? Josh Allen's unstoppable. And all of a sudden, since then, you've seen Josh Allen. Josh Allen, who everybody had MVP, Super Bowl MVP. And I get it. Josh Allen's a great quarterback. But everybody, everybody, Josh Allen's the best. Is that Josh Allen's done nothing but make mistakes in the last two weeks. To a point where his team lost not only to the Jets, but then followed it up with that loss in that wild game on Sunday at home to Minnesota, who, by the way, is pretty good in their own right, I guess. Minnesota now 8-1, and and I don't even know if they're legit. I'm not buying it to anybody. The Bucs stink. The Seahawks aren't any good. I'm not buying Minnesota at 8-1. I'm not buying Philly at 8-1. And look around at even the AFC. Anyway, Buffalo has lost now two straight, and find themselves in third place in their own division already with losses 
to the Dolphins, and to the Jets. So now it went from, well, if everything goes right for the Jets, maybe they could compete for a postseason spot. Now it's, well, everything hasn't gone right for the Jets, but here we are at 6-3. and three. And it should be about more than just the playoff spot. Now it's about the division. And while, you know, if I had to bet, I mean, it's, Look, the, the point is it's realistic. It can happen. If I had a bet right now, do I think the Jets are going to win the division? I don't. Now, I wouldn't be afraid to put down a bet on Miami. But I don't believe the Jets are good enough to win this division. However, I also didn't really believe the Jets were good enough to start out 6-3 and three, as high as I was on the Jets this year. They have exceeded all expectations. So why stop now? But I really do believe that their season will come down to this game against New England. It's basically, are you in or are you out? And if the Jets can beat New England on Sunday, then you know they're in. It's for real. Not to say that they're going to win every game moving forward, but you know, okay, they have a legitimate chance to win this division. A legitimate chance to win this division. If they lose to New England, it's not same old Jets, but it is a little dose of reality saying, okay, well, maybe they're not there just yet. And while they beat Buffalo and Miami, they still got swept again by New England and missed a golden opportunity to take over possession of first place. And remember, they still have the final week of the year against Miami. Everything's right there in front of the Jets. There's a tough stretch that they're going through right here. Got off to a great start with the win against Buffalo. Oh, This is where they need to now back that up. That win against Buffalo doesn't mean as much if they don't beat the Patriots Sunday. But the point is, can you believe this? I mean, I don't know about you. I'm missing baseball terribly. I just miss having it there each and every night. And I'll get into the hot stove stuff, and there's... You know, nothing actually happening, but plenty of rumors still. Hal spoke. How do we feel about that? You know, the Mets continue to show interest, it seems, in pitching. How do we feel about that as opposed to, you know, beefing up that lineup? So there's a lot there with Judge, DeGrom, all the other names. And we could always talk about baseball, which I love to do. But without baseball, and you know, the Knicks are dreadful. I mean, I told you that they suck last week and we're not even talking about them anymore. The next time, sadly, that we talk about the Knicks will be when they fire Tibbs, which is inevitable. It's not his fault, but it's inevitable. You give up 145 points over the weekend to the Thunder. I mean, give me a break. Anyway, the football with these two teams, we begged for competitive games week in, week out. We've gotten far more than that. We've gotten now big games with both these two teams. And I just hope, you know, the Jets is a huge game coming up Sunday. And I just hope the Giants, you know, every game is going to be important for them. But the big game is on Thursday, Thanksgiving, where if the Giants could somehow just take care of one more game to get to that point, I mean, whether we think they're talented enough or not, whether you believe in them as being legitimate or not, these are as big a games as you can draw up. Division games that are enormous as far as the standings go, not just in the playoff picture, but also within their division. When Giants, you know, if they beat the Cowboys, 
you know, look, beat the Lions, beat the Cowboys. You're talking about nine and two. And they still haven't played Philadelphia yet. They'd be in a great spot going into their final stretch with four games against the Eagles and the Commanders. It's all right there in front of them. New York football, alive and well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number call. Start with the football. A wild week 10 in the NFL. I mean, the league of just complete parity continues to show um, that it is just that where you you have all these teams. I don't even think, you know, like, are the Cardinals good? But they're right there at four and six. Uh, You know, the Packers, are they any good? I don't know, but they're right there all of a sudden. At four and six for a playoff spot. We mentioned the NFC East. You look at the AFC West. You got the Chargers at five and four. They're involved. You have obviously the Chiefs that's kind of separated themselves a little bit. Tennessee back to their winning ways. How about the Indianapolis Colts? Jeff Saturday. Who says he doesn't know what he's doing? I wish that I had that info ahead of time. You know, and I hated the hire because the guy had no experience, like everybody else, right? How do you hire it, to me on principle? How do you hire somebody to do a job that they have no experience doing? It makes no sense. It's just not right. However, Jeff Saturday showing in one day why he should, I mean, maybe they should make him the owner. One day showing why he's significantly better than anybody they had in that building prior by renaming Matt Ryan the starter. I mean, the bunch of idiots there in Indianapolis who disrespected Matt Ryan, tossed him aside even though it wasn't his fault, and once I heard that Jeff Saturday was making that move, and I heard it on Sunday where they were saying, hey, Matt Ryan's out here doing warm-ups, taking snaps with the starting center, and I was thinking, this guy is going to go back to Matty Ice. He gets it. Too bad I couldn't get involved. I was at a, unfortunately, I had to go to a, a funeral, but I was, I mean, I would have laid the wood with the Colts at that moment. You kidding me? Matty Ice is playing? Good for Jeff Saturday. 
Anyway, four, uh, Colts 4-5-1, four, and one, they're right there as far as the AFC South or you know, making a postseason spot. Browns at 3-6 and six and, you know, not looking good a lot of times. They get spanked by Miami. But still, I mean, with Deshaun Watson coming back, who knows with Cleveland, the way they run the football and could potentially play some defense. I mean, they, they, they're a team that's just, they've had some horrible losses. But still, Cincinnati, and we mentioned obviously the AFC East, everybody's there. And I do think right now, if you had to ask me, you know, I always do these power rankings. Not that he asked, but I'll tell you anyway. The power rankings, AFC, and I'm going to give you the order right now. The order in the power rankings in the AFC. Miami, number one. Kansas City, number two. And I still think you have to put Buffalo in the top three. I would put them at number three. I wouldn't touch anybody in the South or the North at the moment. I, I still don't believe in Baltimore. But Miami would be number one. In the NFC, you know, it's weird with the NFC. My personal belief, who are the best teams, I'm putting the Niners and Cowboys in the top three. So that would either leave out the Vikings or the Eagles. I just don't believe in either of those teams. I can with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, come on. I don't buy in Seattle. I'm not buying into them. I'd probably go Philadelphia, but I would go Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. Again, I know it's nuts, but that's why they're my power rankings and not the, oh, look at the best records power rankings or everybody else. That's how I feel. I do power rankings based on how I think they're going to finish, not how it is right now. 877-337-6666. Let's get to your calls, whatever it is you want to discuss on this Tuesday morning. Ed is calling from Sydney Center, New York. What's up, Ed? Hey, Sal. I love your show. I, one thing I love about you, Sal, is you're one of us. You are a real fan, and and we're fans too. I just love talking to somebody that has a passion like you do. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, who's here that isn't? I mean, this is Sports Talk Radio. I would hope uh, yeah. we're all fans. Yeah, yeah. That, that's who's calling at 1 o'clock in the morning. That yeah, yeah. is true. Uh, I, I have, Sal, you're going to reject what I have to say. I already know, but I wanted to say it anyway. I think the Giants are a Super Bowl contender, especially if they sign Odell. I don't see what 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 Washington did to to the Eagles tonight. I think the Giants are better at that game than Washington is. I think the Giants can roll them twice. I think the Giants can beat Dallas down in Dallas. Uh, on, on, on Thanksgiving. Well, I, think I mean, we're we going to take this conference. Well, we're going to find out. Now, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself, but Ed, your opinion is just as good as mine in this particular case because we got to go based on. Why not us? Well, well right. Us? When you look at the rest of the NFC, the facts are the Giants are 7 and 2. So whether you believe they're a Super Bowl team, whether I believe that that's uh, you know, funny at this point, I don't think that they are. They but, are but 7 and 2. How crazy is that, Sal, that this well, that I'm saying that this could be a Super Bowl team? I've seen the Eli runs before. I've seen the magic. Well, but this Daniel Jones is not – that, that's the problem you have. You have a limitation at quarterback. Daniel Jones is not Eli Manning. But let's just put it this way, Ed. If I just told you I well, don't believe in Seattle, who leads the West. I don't believe yeah. in the Bucks, who lead the South. I don't believe in the Vikings – who lead the North, and I'm not sold right. on the Eagles who lead the East, so well, no, why not? The Giants are going to take down the Eagles. I, I, I believe it. They're going to take them down. Well, but they have to do it. I mean, they actually have to do now, it. Now, now Sal, one You're saying it. You. I mean, first, first, can they take down the Lions? Can we see that first? 
Yeah, you're right about that. Dude, yeah, they, but, but they have I, to I suggest they, something. Yes, you can in a, in a second. If you want to be taken seriously saying the Giants can be Super Bowl contenders, and I don't know why we got to even get to that point. Why can't you just talk about winning the division before <laughs> before the Super Bowl? But if you want to be taken seriously, they have to beat the Lions, and then they have to go out there and beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Yeah. See, that's where I think the Giants are going to have the rude awakening. I would bet, and I'm hoping yeah. that they win this game against Detroit to get us to that Thursday at not at yeah. eight and two. Yeah. I think though Dallas is going to wipe the but, floor but, with them. That's how I feel but on I, that Thursday. I think I think there's a different model emerging in the NFL when you don't have Mahomes, when you don't have Josh Allen. What you've got to do is you've got to have a great running back and you've got to run the ball. I think the Giants are the best at that. I think that there's a new model emerging that might actually be the right model. Well, I mean, this is not new. You can't pay $45 million to your quarterback. Run the football and play defense. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. That's how teams win. I I think this this model might win. What's wrong with that? No, but what model are you talking about? I mean, running the football and playing good defense has been the bread and butter in the NFL for years. I understand that we get caught up in the fantasy age and stats, and it's fun to have a wide-open offense, but ultimately, teams that play defense and that can run the football, they generally win the majority of the time. Yes, and that's what we're the best at, Sal. Well, the best at, according in comparison to who? Everybody. We, we, we have the best running back. We have the defense that doesn't give up points. Well, the know, Giants, no, the Giants don't have a great defense. I mean, their defense is okay, but they don't have a great they, defense. They don't give up points, Sal. They don't give up points. Well, but they also aren't playing the best team. I mean, I don't want to make it like, Ed, I'm picking apart the Giants here, and thank you for the call. And, you know, look, good luck to your Giants as far as going on that Super Bowl run. But it's they've, they've played nine games, and they've won seven of them, which is great. I'm not going to talk about Super Bowl yet. I think playoffs will be sufficient for the Giants this year. I think if you want to really start to get excited and get ahead of yourselves a little bit, then you could talk about the division. But we're not even there yet. The Giants have not won one division game. Not a division game. One. Single. Uno. And you're talking about the Super Bowl. Now, could they win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl without winning a division game? I mean... I guess, or without winning their division, I guess they have to get to the playoffs. We still don't know about this Giants team yet. We know that they're good through nine games, that they played well in the nine games and obviously won seven of them. And even in the other two, the loss at home to Dallas and then in Seattle, you know, but those are two of the, even in those games, I was going to say they played competitive football, but those are two of the better teams that they've played. And they lost. I want to see it. I want to see what they do in Dallas on Thanksgiving. You want to be taken seriously? Go run the football down their throat. Go stop Dak Prescott in that offense and go beat them. And then go do it against the Commanders and the Eagles. Where they'll have plenty of opportunity. But I think you're talking Super Bowl, you're getting ahead of yourself. Although the bigger point is that it is a league filled with parity. And there should be reason for hope because anything's possible. I mean, that's why they play the games. You play to win the games. Hello, you play to win. Well, that's why they play the games. Now, if I called and said the Chargers could go to the Super Bowl, or not if I called, but if I said, if you called and said the Chargers could win the Super Bowl, or if I sat here and said, hey, I can make a case for the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, I think I could. It is not 
impossible. I know it's going to sound it. It's not impossible to say that the Colts could go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how wide open things are. Maybe more so in the NFC than the AFC. But the two teams, all year long, everybody was saying, oh, it's Buffalo, Kansas City, and everybody else. And Buffalo has now been beaten three times. Matter of fact, if I were betting right now, and I should do this, go to Superbook Sports and place the future wager. If I were betting right now on Super Bowl representatives, I would bet Miami in the AFC. I think Miami is going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And in the NFC, I would go with San Francisco. Uh, I'm torn. I'm torn San Francisco and Dallas. Give me another couple of weeks on that one. But right now, but those would be my my bets. Those are my three top teams right now. And again, these are not obvious ones. They're kind of under the radar a little bit, but still good enough to where it's not completely outlandish. Niners and Cowboys in the NFC, Miami in the AFC. 877-337-6666. Josh is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Josh? I'm telling you, Sal. Dream on. You're absolutely right. Week by week, and when we get there, we'll see who's going to be knocking on the door, which two teams. Everything is open. Everything is possible. Just enjoy the ride. You're absolutely right, Sal. Whomever, whatever, whenever. Well, it's crazy to think like that. And yeah. a lot of times I'd be sitting here saying, well, you can't know the Giants aren't going to the Super Bowl. And look, I don't believe that they're going to the Super Bowl, but I don't know how anybody could definitively say anything with the NFL at this particular point with the way that it's gone. I mean, these games are so close every week between these teams, win or lose. There's such parity around the league. You look at the win-loss record. Everybody's kind of bunched up right there for the most part. Exactly. And even the good teams like Minnesota with their record, I don't believe that they're that good. I'm not looking at this as, you know, the 1998 Minnesota Vikings, even though that team fell short ultimately. But you know what I mean? I'm not looking at these teams. uh, They're kind of – they come out of nowhere. It's not – I don't know. So the point is, anybody – it is kind of up for grabs. And I'm telling you, Sal, I enjoy listening to you. Why? And and Michael Flegelman talking about football and everything. Just keep on going on, buddy. Oh, thank you, Josh. I don't know how many more I got in me, to be honest with you. But thank you, everybody. I appreciate you checking in. I appreciate you checking in. We appreciate the kind words. Keep going as long as I can, however long that may be. 877-337-6666. Mike is calling from Trenton. What's up, Mike? How you doing, Sal? Love the show. Thank you, Mike. Um, yes, I want to say that the Jets, I see... Like, this is a huge game against the Patriots. You know, if they, they beat the Patriots, I could start seeing them winning the division. You know, against the Dolphins, they they smoked them. Even though Scott Thompson was playing quarterback. But well, it's a big, talk, that's a big factor that you shouldn't overlook. But look, the reality is the Jets did win the game. So I don't care how they did it. They won the game. And Miami has to make up for that that final weekend of the year if the Jets do their job and continue to win games here. Miami cannot win the division if the Jets, you know, the Jets control their own destination. Now, I don't expect the Jets to win out. But I'm just saying that they Miami has to beat them. The Jets do not have to necessarily beat Miami. All right. And, like, Sauce and DJ Reed, that's a good matchup in Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. You know, they're both fast. They're I guess see them shutting them down, you know? Well, here's the so. here's the argument for the Jets as opposed to the Giants. They do it in different ways, but the Jets' defense can be a difference maker 
in, well, not only the playoffs, but getting to the playoffs and then in the postseason. The defense is what shuts down the good offense. Uh, The Jets' defense up against Kansas City, the Jets' defense up against Miami, Jets' defense up against Buffalo, the Jets' defense should have the advantage because usually the good defensive teams beat the high-octane offense. Now, we're going to find out. I mean, when you get a chance to see it with Tua that first time, we hope to find out that last weekend of the year. We'll find out what goes on with New England this weekend. Obviously, for the Jets, it all really starts with that. But in the postseason, if the Jets are playing their defense at a high level, and you mentioned it with their cornerbacks, then there isn't anybody that they can't beat. Not that they will, but I don't believe that there's anybody that a good defense, one of the best defenses in the league, can't beat. Yes, and exactly. Exactly. And Zach Wilson, you know, he plays again. Like, he played very good against the Bills. You know, if he does that against the Patriots, then that's even more of a win over there. Because, like, against the Dolphins, he didn't play that amazing in that game, and they still won, you know? Well, Zach so, Wilson's got to play- go. The, the way that the Jets, Mike, and thank you for the call, as always, appreciate checking in. The way that the Jets can get to that next level quickly is to have Zach Wilson take significant strides in becoming a game-changing quarterback. See, when I look at Daniel Jones, and this is not to disrespect Daniel Jones. Giant fans, don't get all upset. Oh, he said a bad word about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a game manager, and that's okay. He's a good one. He can make the occasional play with his arm. He can make the plays with his legs when needed, but he is a game manager. Zach Wilson has the potential to be a game changer. There's a big difference between the two. I don't believe Daniel Jones will ever get to another level of quarterback play. Now, he could be solid. He could protect the football and not cost you games. I don't think you're ever going to see Daniel Jones get to a point where he is winning you football games the way that some of the top-tier quarterbacks do. I believe, now we haven't seen it, but I believe Zach Wilson can get to that game-changing level where he is not a game manager. Matter of fact, trying to let Zach Wilson be a game manager is doing him a disservice. You want to put him in a spot where he can go out there and use his big arm, use his legs, and break games open, change the game with certain plays, whether it's his mobility, escapability, whatever. The flick of the wrist where he fires the football down the field, all that. Let him go. Even if it means risking losing some games this year. Because I think the risk is worth the reward at the end of it. He's going to make mistakes. There's no question about it. It happens. But he has the potential to be a game-changing quarterback where I think Daniel Jones is too limited to where you look at him and say, hey, you know, he's a game-managing quarterback, but they can win with him. He'll make the occasional big play. He'll make the smart decision. Led by Dable on that offense, obviously. He'll hand the football off, and that's sometimes good enough to get the win. And that's what the Giants have been doing. Coaching tremendous football. 
and then going out there and executing for the most part. And even in a game that they didn't execute at a high level against the Texans, they were able to take advantage of a less-than opponent. But for the Jets, as that's how we started with this, to get to that next level of top-tier teams, Zach Wilson's got to take that next step. And I think he could do it. It's just a matter of when. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal Akata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Tuesday morning. So I was listening to Brian Dable address the media. I think this was today. And he was talking about how he laid into Jack Anderson. And it was everything what they saw on the sideline after that fourth and one. John's going to go for it. And then Anderson with the false start. And Dable just laid into him. Which, I mean, come. That was awesome. Yes, I loved every second of it. But did Dable himself love the way that he handled it on the sideline? Let's listen. I don't know. I don't think about it. Um, yeah, you see it. You see it after and you're like, I wish I didn't do that um, sometimes. Uh, but I, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I talk to my players all the time or my coaches. You know, there's you know, some things I just... I'd like to help, but I can't help sometimes. Probably how I was raised. I'll even get that way with myself. I talk to myself when I think I make a dumbass decision or do something that I should have done. See, that was the first time, I mean, I guess aside from being bald and being Rangers fans, where I can really relate to Brian Dable. I know what he's saying. You saw how he blew up at Jack Anderson there, and he didn't love it. He didn't mean to. It just kind of happened. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Well, that's how I feel after calling people morons and idiots on the air. I don't mean for it to happen, but after I do, I'm like, ah, it's not something I necessarily love. I mean, it was entertaining, sure. And it's how I felt in the moment, sure. But I don't really love it. And you could tell Dable's like, look, man, this is not, I don't think about this stuff. In the moment I was heated, I went over there, I chewed him out. I see it back and I kind of cringe, as do I want to hear those things. I kind of cringe. But you know what? It's me. Good, bad, whatever. That's me. That was the first thing I was thinking of. You know what, Coach? I feel you. I get it. Now, we all love that stuff. Well, what do we care that Jack Anderson got chewed out? He should be getting chewed out. Just like some of the morons that call. No, I'm just kidding. It's Hey, if you're an emotional person like that and something's in the heat of the moment got you ticked off, Sometimes that's how it, how you react. You know, and it's not meant to be looked back on and said, oh, you know what, oh, I shouldn't have done this or shouldn't have done that. No, Dable in the moment felt it was the right thing to do. Whether it works or not, who knows? But like you said, also, he's hard on himself as well. And sometimes get on him his own self. Why'd you call that for? Idiot, what are you doing this for? I love that from Coach Dable. I told you this last week. I have to update the three dinner guests. Brian Dable's going to, he'd have a seat at my table. Letterman, I think right now, and it's the ever-changing three dinner guests, of living people. I like to have a rule of living people because other people are like, oh, yeah, uh, Socrates and George Washington. Oh, come on. For me, it would be Letterman, Sandman, Adam Sandler, of course, and Brian Dable. Those would be my three dinner guests. 
877-337-6666. Ben is calling from Lakewood, New Jersey. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's up? Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Love the show. Thank you, Ben. Um, Appreciate it. All right, so here's what I was wondering. I was listening earlier, and I, I, I heard a Giants fan call in who was saying how the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, I, I, would, I would love if they win the Super Bowl. But right now, the, the Giants are a 4-5 or five team with a 7-2 record. I, I, you know, they're winning, games, they're, they're winning games that, you know, I sit there with bated breath. And for the first time in 10 years, the, the games that they're up by four going to the fourth quarter, they're coming out with the victory, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I get, I, I get they brought in Dable, but, like, he got some sort of magic spice or he's putting something good in the water because this, this, this is not New York Giants, you know. You know, they're, they're a mediocre team, and they're, they're coming out with a with right, win. But, but Dable's a good coach, so when you have a good coach who knows the X's and O's, and can not manipulate the game, but coach the game to keep it close and then make the big plays when they need to. That's what the Giants have been doing really all year long. You know, I I, I, I hear you there. I hear you there. But it's, you know, this isn't the Giants football we're used to. We're, 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 not, we're used to them, you know, collapsing at the end of the game. And they, they've had these some of these players. They've had it for a while. I mean, Daniel Jones is his first, you know, decent season here. But they, they've had players in, in, in the past. The last, the last 10 years, they, they probably right, but had that's, better teams but, some but, of those years. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's not about the teams necessarily. It's about the coach and the way that he schemes these games, the way that they're calling plays, the way that they draw it up. They, I don't want to say they manage the games, but they, they coach the games to be close football games. And you also allow the other teams to beat themselves and take advantage of the opponent's mistakes. That's what the Giants have done. And when they've had to make a big play, they've made the big play. It's not just about the talent, you know, not with this team, because they're not the most talented, to your point. I appreciate. It. I want. I want to know if I can ask my 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 follow question. Sure. Let's switch to baseball here for a real quick minute. Good. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you know the Jacob Degrom wants what fifty mil a year. I don't know if the the Mets no, like he probably wants. I would say at least forty three, which is what Scherzer got. So let's just say forty five mil a year. The, the Mets have been a pitching team now for five six years. They're not getting it done. I mean, this year they had two wild card opportunities against the Braves and the Padres. The pitching couldn't get it done. They they need a bat. They need a bat bad. And, you know, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up here and I'll let you talk. Well, well, thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. Thank you for the call. I agree with that. And I was going to get into baseball later, but there's no better time than present. Why not? we got five hours. I'll throw it out there now. Let's hopefully talk about it for the next four hours or whatever it is. I want DeGrom back if I'm the Mets. But if it means him or, let's say, Trey Turner or a big offensive piece, then I lean offense because I think that can be more impactful. And my fear is that we are seeing the Mets continue to prioritize pitching. It's almost every rumor you hear. Pitching, 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 pitching. Same thing we heard last year. Pitching, 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 pitching. That's all they need. You can never have enough pitching. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's great. That's great you can never have enough pitching. But where did they get the Mets last year? And even in a year that they won 101 games, 
They didn't have DeGrom there. He had 11 starts. Max Scherzer missed a couple of months with an injury. They needed them specifically for two series. Number one, the Atlanta series. And number two, the wild card series. And DeGrom of the three, Bassett, DeGrom, Scherzer, was the one to somewhat show up, specifically in game two of the wild card round. But really, their pitching and going all in on the pitching flopped. They fell flat on their face. And I would have preferred it had they actually built a real lineup with a little more star power. And I don't want to get caught in that same spot again. You're going to you're going to pay Now again, if it's in addition to because you need pitching anyway, so why not spend 40 million on DeGrom for 3-4 years whatever it is? If it's in addition to a game-changing bat. If it's either or, I want the bat. I want the guy who's going to play 150 games and play every day essentially as opposed to potentially every fifth day. Allen is in Queens, Allen. Uh good morning, sir. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills. Oh, what? No Mike Trout today? What's that? No Mike Trout today? No. Okay. Um, In the last two or three years, I can tell you that no team has suffered the most heartbreaking defeats than the Buffalo Bills, culminating with what happened the other day. They lost to the Titans, uh, missed the goal line opportunity. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you ever hear the expression that a team won the game, but they lost the score? That's what I think Mm -hmm. about. Um, In football, you you could outgain rushing this, that, and the other, but if you make one or two messed up plays, you're going to lose no matter how good you are. And I still think, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your comment, uh, I still think the Buffalo Bills are going to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that that's a stretch saying that, Alan, even at this point after what happened. Look, I'm not going to get caught up in, well, they should have won the game. Well, here's the thing. They didn't. Whether it is Cleveland against the Jets in, what was that, week three or whatever it was, whether yeah. it is the Bills against uh, Minnesota this past weekend, which is you know crazy how many times they should have won that game, oh, whether it's 4th or 18th. Yeah, but they, but they lost. I mean, they didn't win. Now, they still have the talent. They're right go- up there. Way up there. Right. I don't think you're right. So I don't think Minnesota is anything to write home about anyway. It's not like, oh, Buffalo couldn't beat a oh. superior team. Uh, even with Kansas City, I think Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, you know, Mahomes is great. I don't think they are unbeatable. I still think come playoff time... Buffalo, you know, has a great chance of getting it turned around and going to the Super Bowl. However, there's other competition. And Miami, oh, of course, I'm not saying it's a sure thing, but well, Miami would be a team I'd be scared of. Varo Buffalo, true. I never thought Tagliolo, whatever his name is, would Tua Tagliolo, yeah. yeah, would speak that well. Anyway, have a good night. Thank well, you. You too, Alan. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Yeah, Tua has been, he's been remarkable, and. You know, when them and the Bills, you know, the Bills are at you know, pretty close to full strength, as close to full strength as you could be. You know, there's somebody out every week. But the Bills were clicking. Miami was rolling when they met. And Miami beat them. And they've done a nice job this year. And Buffalo, all of a sudden, not, I mean, Buffalo lost to the Jets. 
And it wasn't with their third-string quarterback the way Miami did. Buffalo lost to the Jets. And, you know, that's a that was a bad loss. And now followed it up where they lost to Minnesota. You know, these things, you know, when you're looking at a team that people are expecting to go, you know, 14-3 and three or whatever it is, you can't be having those type of losses. Week three, and it was a low-scoring game, too, 21-19. They beat Buffalo, Miami did. But Miami's been impressive. Because, you know why I think they've been impressive? To me, at least. Because they've been consistent. With Tua there, they have been consistent. Near unstoppable, offensively. Near unstoppable. Now, without Tua, they were not. But, I mean, that's a huge difference in what you saw from a team with their backup quarterback versus what they are when Tua is starting. And as long as he stays healthy, they, to me, have as good a chance as anybody. And I don't know what the odds are. i got to look it up. I'll look it up on Superbook Sports and then get back to you. But the... I, I would assume they're not the favorites. I would assume Buffalo, Kansas City, Kansas City, still the favorites in the AFC. Potentially even Baltimore. Matter of fact, I wish I put that bet in on Tua last week to win the MVP because now those odds have come significantly down. I, I was surprised that people weren't looking at Tua as an MVP prior to this weekend. But you look at what Miami, what they've been able to do, they have just as good a chance as anybody. But yeah, Buffalo, of course Buffalo, even with these two losses, hey, it happens. Happens to the best of teams. Problem is, if they don't win the division, the road becomes much more difficult. And this was a team that I guarantee you the majority of people that picked them to win the Super Bowl also thought that they would have the number one seed and a bye. And now all of a sudden it's Kansas City with that spot. But, I mean, look, if you want to get crazy, if the Jets win this week and beat New England, there's a chance they could be in play for the bye and the top seed. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, they'd be right there. It's not like they're looking up and they're four games back at this point or even three games back. They're right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.